Welcome to the Keeney Interviews. Through this series, you will meet leading practitioners from the water sector and hear their stories. Together, we will address water challenges and discuss how best to face them. Keeney is the Malaysian word for current, and this initiative promotes the flow of ideas within the water sector. Okay, Anik, thank you so much for taking the time to share with the Kini community an overview about Water Future, a global platform facilita facilitating international scientific collaboration to drive solutions to the world's water problems. I'm hoping we could start with a bit of an introduction about yourself and a general uh, overview about the Water Future platform. Uh, thank you, Raymond. It's a pleasure uh, to give this interview at Kini. And... Uh, so let me uh, give you my kind of a background. Uh, I'm a mathematical economist mm. working on environment and resource economics problems. Um, and um, my PhD was on water transboundary okay. and um, so and game theory and strategic uh, kind of working out different sub strategies of the countries mm -hmm. and how to uh, mitigate the conflict and um, they can share benefits among themselves right uh, so from that background I came to uh, this global water system project I joined uh, while I was in Bonn as an executive director um, I will uh, give you a little bit background what this uh, is all about sure. uh, this global water system project where it came from and uh, what will be its contribution in the context of in, the, in Australia. Okay. Uh, so Global Water System Project, uh, uh, which uh, the Water Future builds on these, you know, this project, uh, which has run for more than 10 years, mm -hmm. is one of the core uh, project of the Global Environmental Change Programs. Mm -hmm. Like uh, there were four... Uh, global environmental change programs. Mm -hmm. uh, one is International Geosphere Biosphere Program, mm -hmm. uh, abbreviated as IGBP. Okay. Um, there was International Human Dimensional Program, mm -hmm. abbreviated uh, IHDP. Mm -hmm. uh, World Climate Change Research Program, uh, which is uh, WCRP. And there was a one on uh, biodiversity called Diversitas. So this global environmental uh, uh, change programs, they mm -hmm. focus on one on um, uh, the kind of uh, uh, art systems. And uh, well, the ISDP is focusing on the human dimension, diversity, diversity is on the biodiversity side of the global change. Mm -hmm. And wild climate change research program on the, the climate change part. Okay. So IGPP is more like a geosphere, biosphere, and the water cycle, and the new energy cycles, and all these things, they're combining it. So the whole idea of the global environmental change programs is, uh, is all about climate change and the global change issues, whether that's happening. Hmm. And this whole program started in the 1970s and uh, before IPCC was formed. Hmm. And they were the instruments uh, behind forming IPCC and IP based on the biodiversities. And uh, what are the main reasons, what are the feedback elements, 
and uh, for the climate change and how the, the global change is taking shape. Okay. So they said that uh, in this global change, uh, climate change, hydrology plays a very significant role, water. Hmm. And uh, because 80% of the variability comes from hydrological variability. Okay. Yeah. And it's connected to land use change and so on. Right. They said one of the core project where all the programs should work on is water. And that's how Global Water System Project was formed mm. by the international community and um, by the International Council of Science and International uh, Social Science Council as well, which is based in Paris. Okay. Yeah. So the main element, the idea behind the Global Water System Project was to find how humans are impacting the water system, yeah? Mm-hmm. And uh, what are the linkages, interlinkages we have between the human component, right? between the physical, the hydrological component, and the biological component. Mm. So that determines not only the water availability, but the water quality as well. Okay. Yeah? But the nutrient cycle and so on. So the whole idea, we, uh, before that, always we always mm. talking about water as a local problem. Yes. Yeah. And yes. the solution is always local. Yeah. So that changed the whole mindset. Mm. So water is not a local problem. It's a global problem. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the change in rainfall and all these things, it's all happening from somewhere else. The source is somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was quite a different approach we had. And uh, so the word global water, you know, became very popular. Right. After, after when global water system project came in. And um, because before that, it was like considered that, uh, you know, global water is, uh, or global water governance is like you are towing iceberg from one region to another. <laughs> because water was always perceived as a local good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in 2013, all these global change programs, which I mentioned, they merged into one, and uh, which is called Future Earth, mm. and uh, it's a scientific alliance, science and technological alliance for global sustainability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and Global Water System Project, which was called GWSP, right. they kind of moved into, evolved into Water Future Program. So it is the full name is Sustainable Water Future Program. Mm-hmm. In short, we are, we are getting rid of the acronyms. So we call it Water Future in short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Water Futures mandate has also changed from finding only the problems at a global level. We are also putting the advanced scientific knowledge into action yeah, mm-hmm. and how it implements. So the main ideas are like how... Um, uh, we conduct innovative research and knowledge synthesis, uh, stimulate um, water institutions, yeah, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and do a comprehensive analysis of our water system, okay. yeah, um, and uh, building capacity for the next generation of scientists and practitioners, mm. yeah. Um, so. Um, the structure of future earth and water future has also changed over the time being. 
So when you become more action oriented, you know, we formed several working groups from international communities. Like uh, we have uh, now 13 and two more are joining from groundwater to environmental flows uh, to urban waters and water ethics, water governance. So the whole idea is to uh, synthesize, harvest this knowledge which exists you know, in different parts of the world and then synthesize their mm. knowledge and feed into different initiatives, mm. you know, which can really serve the different countries, different regions and address the global agenda set by the UN and others. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Uh, which, yeah. So that is the whole idea. And not only that, because also bring in and embed this idea in a global and a regional perspective. Mm. where I believe Water Futures connection with Australia is very strong because uh, here our international secretariat is more, has been moved from Germany to Australia in 2016, early 2016. Mm -hmm. And and Australia is a place where it focuses on the region, the Asia-Pacific, Indo-Pacific also. And uh, where the water scarcity is, it's so severe. Yes, you know, yes, yes. All the... You know, and um, because when we were in Europe, we were focusing mainly in Africa and others, but also we get a chance and opportunity to address, bring the Asian perspectives in our agenda. Mm. Yeah. So come. Uh, so that's uh, there are different uh, initiatives we are designing, uh, which are the outcome of our synthesizing exercise. Okay. And these initiatives are cross cutting on uh, different themes. Right. It, as I mentioned, is aligned and connects to the global agenda. And what is the new thing of these initiatives? Mm. Uh, I will explain each of the initiatives, if you like. Sure. These initiatives are a unique combination, innovative combination of the state-of-art science and information technology co-designed with practitioners, different stakeholders, so that it's very much demand-oriented. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and implementation oriented. And it also is, since it's implementation oriented, it has a very regional focus. Yeah. Mm. And um, so one such initiative is uh, comprehensive assessment called Compass. The other initiatives are water solutions labs, yeah. developing and water governance initiatives, and uh, capacity development also. I can talk about a little what we are developing with the United Nations University. Recently, Anit, you gave a presentation to us about the Water Solutions Lab. I think that is yeah. very applicable to our Kini community. Would you mind telling us more about that? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, uh, as I mentioned, Water Solutions Lab is another just vehicle of knowledge synthesis. It's an exercise of integrated problem and solution assessment. Okay. Uh, so, what happens is that there are uh, uh, a sector which just finds the problems, mm. yeah, mainly from the academics yeah? uh, sector and research sectors that if you look into the water system problems, we said, okay, these are the problems, yeah. Mm. And there's another sector which looks at general solutions, only solutions. They're not considering the problems. They think, okay, let us, there's an overview of the problems and we design different solutions. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, even at a policy level, many of the solutions designed, they are not addressing the root causes of the problems. Yeah. Mm. So 
what we have experienced under the Global Water System Project when we went down in a very catchment level, mm. uh, if we spatially map the problems mm-hmm. and, and also see the targeted areas where the solutions are um, designed for, there's a mismatch. Mm. So there's a mismatch mm. of solutions and problems and this mismatch is at the spatial level, at a temporal level. Okay. Okay. So, so the it really affects the efficacy of the solutions. Mm. You know? And um, so the water solution comes in, and it's uh, like a uh, matchmaker, yeah. Right. And it identifies a rational solution strategy, mm. and uh, and do a simultaneous mm. uh, integrated problem assessment okay. from multiple dimensions and multiple uh, stakeholder perspectives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we are doing a, a, a problem assessment, we bring in the economics angle, we bring in uh, the ecological and all these things together in the problem assessment. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and also, which problem weighs more? We bring in the stakeholder perspective there. Right, right. Okay? So, if we are looking into a catchment, and if we deal with that catchment, we can find out uh, uh, which problems are more intense in which part of the catchment and so on, mm-hmm. you know, spatially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, we cannot have one solution for all, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that was the whole idea. And similarly, this applies well as the solution assessment. Okay. Because a solution has different perspectives and criteria. Yeah? Mm. It has economic criteria. Uh, some may say this solution will not last for so many years because these are, these are the deficiencies it has. So uh, the solution labs will also uh, kind of uh, judge the different criterias uh, uh, different solutions according to different criteria, right? And weigh to them, building the multi-stakeholder perspective. Okay. Right. So if there are any deficiencies, mm-hmm. the solution lab will address those deficiencies and what are the ways we can meet those gaps, mm. the solutions, to address the root causes of the problems. Okay. Yeah? So it will end up uh, not having one solution. Uh, for all the problems, right. different solutions for different problems. Different problems, okay. And what happens is, uh, if there are you know problems, if we spatially distribute the problems uh, from the different criteria, there could be interdependencies between the problems. Mm. So there could be a, some root causes of the problems. So if we handle that, then we can uh, solve the other problems as well. Right. So uh, the solution lab looks into the holistic, holistic in approach. a holistic way, yeah. holistic uh, the problems mm. and the solutions. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's the whole idea of a solutions lab. So um, it, it, right? it, it looks to me, Anik, that the Water Solutions Lab is, uh, uh, is a bridge between knowledge generators and knowledge uh, implementers. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. much are more of a knowledge implement uh, implement okay. kind of. Okay. We are taking into uh, we are synthesizing the knowledge produced. Right. Uh, and um, and applying it in the form of a solution lab, I will say. Okay. 
So every initiatives are like these things. Uh, it's like knowledge implementations. Mm. Like uh, uh, there are knowledge exist in many areas and already, you know. So you just like you harvest and apply that knowledge in a way that is needed by the society. Right, right. And, uh, Solution Lab is also another very demand-oriented initiative. Mm. And um, the the structure or the approach or the focus of a solution lab it depends on who is the user of this solution lab. Mm, mm. Okay. Can you share any case studies or projects where Border Solutions Lab is being used and the learning is on it? Yeah. Yes, yes, surely. Uh, Raymond, uh, uh, we got an interest from uh, Indian government. Okay. And uh, we we established our we are establishing our first solutions lab mm. in India to address the water scarcity problems in the city of Bangalore. Bangalore, in India. okay, in India, India. So Bangalore is another city, you know, which is like Cape Town, mm. um, which may approach day zero. Yeah, right. Um, it's a ten million population city. And uh, there has been projections that the city will be going out of water in five to ten years time. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so with the multiple stakeholders, multiple partners, uh, we were we are currently designing this solutions lab, as I have explained. Okay. Yeah? Okay. So, um, and uh, Indian Institute of Science, Bangalore. Federation of Indian Chamber of Commerce and Industry mm. and uh, many other partners they yeah. are all all involved right yeah? and um, the products will be digital information repository solution strategy reports what are solution strategy reports capacity development mm. and uh, a very local level water state index uh, that will help um, engage the different um, uh, stakeholders and uh, and political dialogue uh, and different dialogues, you know, policy dialogues uh, at the local level, what they need to do if there's a crisis emerging in the city. So at the current stage of these solution labs is that uh, extensive stakeholder dialogues going on and a vision document mm. they will come up with how to... Um, that will provide a kind of a way of uh, this uh, water solution lab in Bangalore will be designed. And uh, this is an initiative and there will be several projects underneath it. Right. Is, is the knowledge uh, 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 shared to people? Anik? Can anyone access the knowledge being generated from it? Or no? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. There will be, as, as I said, the digital information repository and all these things will be at the public domain. And uh, another tool that you mentioned the last time was uh, Compass, where it brings together advances to detect, evaluate, and report on existing, yes. imminent, and emerging water resource challenges around the world in a real-time framework. Can you please tell us more about this great tool, Ani? So, uh, so there has been so many assessment exercises made by the scientific community, IPCC, um, uh, Geo from the UN Environment, and there are sub uh, global and regional assessments. Uh, but we think that uh, when this assessment <coughs> is a continuous interactions between global change and local change, and uh, so many feedbacks and interlinkages, mm. so we cannot rely on 
some data which is five years old because things are changing very fast. Yes, they evolve very fast. Yeah. yeah. Yes, mm. and in the policies cannot rely on these uh, results um, mm. so it's that's how kind of it, it uh, requires a real time analysis mm. of what's going on and uh, it should not be only hydrological mm. kind of it needs a system kind of assessment where if we get ecological perspective we get hydrological we get governance perspective mm. even uh, um, the political perspective or, you know, and so on. Right. Uh, all embedded. Yeah. Hello? Yes, yeah. yes, Anik, I can hear yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, compost uh, kind of captures that thing, you know, and uh, it has several products which are designed uh, given these kind of demands. A dynamic approach, okay. a continuous assessment. It's not like one time, one snapshots. Yeah. And, uh, uh, very much tailored to the demand of the society and different users, like for infrastructure planning, um, identifying business opportunities, how we can assess SDGs progress, um, and so on. And something like uh, uh, the, tr- the, the kind of tracking of our systems in terms of water, you know, mm. and uh, that is needed because we talk of 1.52 degree, you know, for the climate change. Yeah. We did also something in the case of water, mm. yeah, uh, which can help and guide the implementations of SDGs and uh, Paris Agreement, yeah. Okay. So the water state index is one such, uh, which is a near real-time index of the global uh, water resource expressed in a standardized form, like in a water Dow Jones. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, Compass will also have a six months water outlook. It will combine the weather forecast with the projection of water use and current and uh, forecasted economic activities. Uh, it will also do scenario analysis. Mm. Yeah. Uh, medium term and long term for infrastructure planning, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, so it is at a much much finer resolutions, and we can zoom in and say that um, how many people are vulnerable to the water stress, mm-hmm. and in a great scale of say um, uh, five kilometer by five kilometer or even less, we can do that, and uh, we know the GDP distributed and so on. So during the last uh, uh, recent World Water uh, Forum, um, we, we uh, showcased some of the prototype products like the near real-time water state index, the irrigated area, which is under water uh, stress thresholds all over the world. And uh, we showed the results uh, one, uh, 200, uh, 2018 February. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from, uh, uh, I guess, uh, when it was started, uh, 2009, for the last nine, nine, ten years, we showed, yeah. Mm. Um, uh, we also showed um, prototypes of how we can predict hotspots for water conflict and involuntary population displacement in real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also showed uh, prototypes for investment opportunities, threats to rivers, climate variability, um, and negative inverse, uh, impacts of the investment uh, decrease to natural capital. So where we can do green investment, where we can do grey investments, and which are the areas, you know, what are the returns and so on. 
um, that we did. And um, uh, so um, currently we are also developing compass further in prototypes, means uh, like, as I said, uh, population underwater stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the coping capacity of the population and water pollution index in uh, and the investment opportunities in green and green infrastructures right state of uh, water for environment in terms of environmental flow alteration so uh, the prototypes we are developing but uh, next one year we will be having pilot projects in different regions okay so in in in, 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 in one year's time is it Ani? One in year? one year's time, we are planning okay. to do different pilot projects from Latin America, in India, um, in Brazil, and so on. Yeah. Yeah. And um, with the national agencies and uh, to check means, uh, uh, for ground truth and many other things and regional, extensive regional consultations. Yeah. Uh, how better we can develop, we can customize. Uh, suited to the needs of the user of Compass. Mm. I'm sure it will be very useful to the community, in the global community. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, this thing is very much aligned uh, with the Water Data Initiative of, uh, you know, uh, which we have also here. Um, so, uh, like in the Water Data Initiative, there's a uh, if you see, if you know, there's a water availability forecast for farmers, water accounting and assessment frameworks, standardized metrics and indicators. So it has the capability to uh, to address the water data initiatives uh, ambitions of, uh, of yeah. And Compass is another way where different universities, Australian universities, organizations can contribute. It's an open community. It's not you know uh, so okay. to this. And and the data I, I assume will be global as well, right, Anik? Global, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. global as well. Okay, yeah. absolutely. Nice, nice. And continuous. And continuous and real time, yeah. And near <laughs> real time, yeah. One month latency period. Wow, very powerful. <laughs> yes, that's what we are hoping for. Mm. So the next question I have for you, Anik, is: uh, You have been in the water space for a long time now. Uh, can you share with us your thoughts around gender equality and social inclusion, which is a very hot topic these days, Anik? <laughs> uh, um, yes, I. this is very much key, you know, gender issues, uh, particularly uh, relevant to SDG implementation. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And particularly 6.1 and 6.2. Mm-hmm. Because if you see, who are the users of water? Yeah. Mm. And uh, there are different preferences. And uh, mainly the main users of the water in the household is women. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. And it is also changing. In the agriculture also, um, uh, men are living agriculture. Yeah. Mm. They are migrating to um, urban cities and leaving the agricultural land mm. uh, to women. Right. So there's a big gender issues, yes, and the the proportion of agricultural laborers in many developing countries is women. So and uh, so water is very much connected to the gender issues. Okay. Yeah? And they have a different need of water. Hmm. They have a different um, hygiene needs and so on. Exactly. So the problem is that many of the 
kind of indicators, the SDG indicators which we have, is not reflecting that sensitivity. Mm. It's not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so it needs more emphasis of how to bring these and uh, emphasis in the policy making at a very national level. Right. Right. It is not that we build toilets, mm. but we need to build toilets at a place, um, you know, and uh, much more sensitive to the needs of the gen- gender. Of and uh, and how close the water sources are, it should be also be sensitive. So this sensitivity, I think, it should be brought in, yeah, mm-hmm. in the different, uh, which is still lacking. I think where the uh, advanced science or anything should come in, you know. And uh, because if you see, there are visible actions and non-visible actions. Sometimes we are more uh, deal with the visible actions. Sometimes there's invisible actions with the water management side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we don't know, you know, sometimes, and uh, that influences also. Mm. And um, it is not about building latrines and toilets and pipes and so on, but the water management and gender. It should be. Should become together, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that I would say, and uh, regarding the gender issues, yeah. Okay. Uh, so will will your tools be capturing this data around uh, gender equality and social inclusion, Anik? Or absolutely, yeah? absolutely, we hope yeah. to. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's great. Um, yeah. That is one of the kind of um, we have. Uh, thought about it and that's our kind of a um, that brings us to the uh, next kind of initiative which we are planning mm. is on water governance okay it's still in the very design phase um, is uh, having a state-of-the-art diagnostic approaches to assess the current state of the performance and the resilience of the governance and management systems and the governance gaps we have at a very local level maybe at a basin scale yeah, mm. and um, so it supports evidence-based knowledge and uh, through kind of uh, use of different big data to monitor the behavioral change and the societal learning. There, the gender issues can brought in. And uh, so I will say this um, this initiative on water governance is still at a very early planning stage. Okay. Yeah? And, uh, but this has ambitions to design and implement and it will also do a continuous tracking of step-wide process of multi-level and multi-loop transformative change using near real-time. So how to get the gender data, incorporate this, yeah, mm. and see the functional performance mm. of the governance systems to address the needs. You know? okay. So that is the at us at a local level, like solution labs. But if you see this, all these initiatives are connected to one another. Yeah. Maybe one is more specialized in one thing, yeah. and uh, the other is not a specialist in the governance, but it all feeds into one another. That's, mm. that's how we have uh, uh, designed. Uh, they all work hand in hand, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 OK. Next question I have for Anik is, uh, for our young water professionals listening to the interview, what advice do you have for them to help them in this dynamic and growing industry? Uh, <laughs> I, I will say that one thing is, uh, means we learn a lot 
from a young researcher, so I would say. Mm. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a need for capacity development, you know, and uh, and there's a need for uh, better connections of or the flow of knowledge from science to practice and practice to science. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and the young generation, the young, uh, they are doing it much better, you know, and uh, how to bring this knowledge much faster into smart decision making. Right. Using technology, I guess. Mm. Yes. Mm. They are doing it. They are applying it much. The If you see the time lag, it's getting smaller and smaller. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And if you see, the, it, it involves a very much good design approach, you know. Okay. And um, so... Uh, what a future is developing a kind of a, a capacity development program for young researchers. Oh, okay. Young, yeah. Um, it is called 2030 Water Secure. Right, okay. Yeah. And uh, so it is like, uh, if you know the term water secure, uh, it has many components drinking water, economic activities, water related hazards, ecosystems. So, water security encompasses many things governance, transboundary corporations. But the underpinning concept uh, to understand this water security is water risk. Hmm. So, this initiative will look into the understanding water risk, how we assess water risk, and how we implement different institutional technological solutions to mitigate water risk. Yeah, and this is a kind of a program we are developing with Water Future and United Nations University, and hopefully, it will be in future will be endorsed by even Water as well. Mm. Um, it brings science, policy, and practice together. Okay. It's all together. So the young generation, if they take some certain courses or trainings mm. of component of this, they can get their flavor of all. Oh. from advanced science, what's going on with the UN, the 2030 water agenda, how it is relevant, and as well as a practice kind of thing. So oh. um, so when will this be launched, Anik, approximately? At the end of this year. At the end of this year. We have a whole design brochures ready. And uh, so the, f- the first course will be launched at the end of this year. Okay. So for people yeah, who want to online, find out more online yeah. and uh, uh, through the United Nations uh, kind of uh, online platform. Right, right. So for people who want to find out more, can they just go to your website and get more information? Yes, yes, yeah? yes. Okay. Yes. That is waterfuture.org, right? That yeah. waterfuture.org. I think uh, before we end this interview, is there anything you would like to share with the Kini community? Yes, yes. And... Um, uh, we have we are based in Brisbane, Australia for the last two years, yeah. and uh, and have the ambition to cater to the Australian water community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we are organizing a conference uh, next year during the World Water Day. Okay. Around the World Water Day, the conference uh, will be publicly announced uh, end of this month. The conference is called Global Water Futures and Sustainable Development. Right. Yeah. Mm. And um, so the objective of this conference is to shift the focus and the direction of the global water science community to face the different challenges we have, uh, our system is, water system is facing in real time on how we can open up new frontiers for innovative solutions. Mm. Yeah. 
uh, it focuses on the current state of water resource as as i mentioned one of the initiatives compass what are the future pathways and scenarios and how um, we will discuss about the technological institution solutions to accelerate the implementation of sdgs yeah okay. which is very much needed because um, as you know there's only one out of um, five countries you know uh, below 95% which is on the track to achieve the universal basics of water service by 2030 and even worse in one out of 10 countries below 90% coverage to um, achieve the universal coverage of sanitation by 2030 so there is an obvious need to accelerate journey right and uh, so there is needs of bringing the community together and water future programs aims to support this thing through integrated research stimulating innovations and building capacity and uh, also um um uh, you know these conferences will play a key role in helping the science community mm-hmm. uh, to interact with the international policy consultation process yeah so during the conference the united nations world water development report 2019 focusing on leaving no one behind will be launched mm. yeah uh, so i kind of also invite uh people in australia the australian water partnership uh, whom we will be working together uh and uh, uh for this conference you know and uh, that's i will say you know okay. and we are excited you know to have all the community the water community to be there during yeah. the conference and contribute cool. positively and for people who want to join you can always go to your website or contact you directly yes yes we yeah. our um, uh, this conference has been decided uh, uh, very lately after the world water forum mm-hmm. uh, website and all these things will be ready by the beginning of next month okay that's good to know and uh, abstract uh, call will be opened next month as well as submissions and everything okay yeah all right All right, thank you Anik for your time today to share your valuable thank you. insights. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm sure the Kini community will benefit from all your advice and expertise. <laughs> I'm looking forward I'm you know I'm looking forward to work and uh, how and will avenues how water future can contribute to the already developed and well matured Australian <laughs> water community and uh, we are learning. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Annie. Kini is an initiative of the Australian Water Partnership and the International Water Centre Alumni Network. Kini connects water managers and shares knowledge throughout the Asia Pacific. Visit our website at kini.org.au for more information and for videos, articles, news, and more.